Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global, Dr. Jim. Thanks, Paul. Can you remember when we were young and what we thought of old people? For sure. As young boys, we used to sit in church and look at older men with white hair or bald heads and note they seemed to be shrinking in height, and we'd laugh because old men seemed to have such big ears. The truth is, Paul, a man's ears do get bigger as they get older. Must be God's plan to help them hear better as they age. Well, this conversation about getting older makes me think of the Apostle Paul and his life journey. He started off as a young, vigorous, healthy Jewish boy in the city of Tarsus. He says if anyone has reasons to boast or put confidence in his fleshly heritage, it would be him. He was circumcised on the eighth day from the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was important. He was a Pharisee with a zeal for persecuting the church. If Saul was a Muslim, he would have been the equivalent of an Osama bin Laden a righteous pursuer of anyone who did not obey the laws of his religion and being faultless in his own behavior and keeping the law. Paul, I'm going to ask you to read about the man after whom your dad and mom named you. Let's call this the young Saul. He had power, and here's how he describes himself to the leaders in Jerusalem as recorded in Acts 22, 3-5. I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia. But brought up in this city, I studied under Gamaliel, was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison, as the high priest and all the council can testify themselves. I even obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus, and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. As time went on, Saul, now known as Paul, after his conversion, became even bolder in proclaiming his faith in Jesus Christ. We could call this the midlife Paul, full of energy and zeal for Jesus Christ. Look at the life he lived as recorded in 1 Corinthians 11. Paul, read how the Apostle Paul went through his middle years. It will help us understand the last point. Whatever anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool, I also dare to boast about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst, 
and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressures of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak, and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin, and I do not inwardly burn? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the governor under King Aritas had the city of Damascenus guarded in order to arrest me. But I was lowered in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through his hands. Wow, the Apostle Paul had an amazing life. In the eyes of the other believers, he was a powerful example of faithfulness under extreme conditions. He did not give up. He gained notoriety and prestige by the things God taught him through persecution and suffering. He was even humbled by an undisclosed physical thorn in the flesh. Three times he asked God to remove or heal him, and God's only response was, My grace is sufficient for you. God did not remove whatever the thorn in the flesh might have been. Some believe it was an eye condition. Paul liked to end his letters, even if dictated to a scribe, with his own signature in his own handwriting to verify it was coming from him. He did this in the letter to the Colossians 4.18 and 2 Thessalonians 3.17. But at the end of his letter to the Galatians, he says, Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. On this we agree, Jim. Perhaps this is also a good time to let our listeners know they are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. At the end of the program, we'll tell you how to connect with Dr. Jim with your questions or how to get a copy of the message of this broadcast. Okay, Paul, let's now consider what we'll call the older Paul, who is coming to the end of his life. He has had his youthful time of power and his middle years of well-deserved prestige. But now comes the latter years, when he should be receiving some honor and instead he is a prisoner in Rome under guarded house arrest. Let's look at some of his last words to his disciple Timothy. This Paul, who is writing as a prisoner in Rome, is the same Paul who had experienced being a prisoner in Philippi. In Philippi, Paul and Silas were delivered from prison by an earthquake. Not so in Rome. While Paul may have secretly asked God to send another earthquake, it did not happen. He went from prison by death directly to be with Jesus in heaven. Listen as Paul reads what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, where he had earlier been released from prison. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. By being in prison, it appears Paul was chained to Roman soldiers, two of them, 24 hours a day in shifts of every two to four hours. That indicates that many, many soldiers listened to every visitor as they talked to Paul, 
read every word that he wrote to the churches. And because of this, the whole palace guard was hearing about Jesus Christ being raised from the dead as our Passover Savior. Paul, we heard a similar story about Pastor Kim from Toronto, Canada, who visited North Korea many times taking medical supplies and food to the North Koreans. Then on his 150th trip, he was arrested, accused of being a CIA spy and sentenced to death by hard labor. You met Pastor Kim. Tell our listeners more details. Pastor Kim was sentenced to hard labor, eight hours minimum a day digging a hole, one meter wide, one meter long, one meter deep. Even in the winter when the ground was frozen and all they gave him to work with was a hoe. Pastor Kim was like the Apostle Paul, guarded 24 hours a day by two guards that change shifts every two hours. But unlike Paul, Pastor Kim was kept in isolation in his cell and watched by security cameras eating every meal by himself, with no books, no TV, and initially, no Bible. Just four white walls and the lights never went off. After the first year, a Bible, but no pen or paper, was given to him. So Pastor Kim memorized over 700 sermons and wrote some hymns to share with his church when he was released from prison. Great story, Pablo. Praise God, Pastor Kim is free. The story of the Apostle Paul takes a different twist. In Philippi, he was with Silas, his traveling companion. In Rome, toward the end of his life, Paul is not only alone but abandoned by his friends. Listen to what he wrote to Timothy. Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me. Have you ever had a close friend like a Demas who forsook you and turned away from you? Paul writes that Demas having loved the present world, has departed for Thessalonica. Just when Paul needed him the most, Demas abandoned him because he loved this present world, which could mean money, materialism, or pleasures more than serving Jesus Christ. Then Paul names two more that have left for whatever reasons. Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. So Paul is writing to Timothy saying, Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. This is the same Mark that had deserted Paul and Barnabas back in Antioch. And the disagreement over Mark was so strong that Paul and Barnabas separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark and went to Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and ended up in jail in Philippi. Now at the end of his years, Paul is reconciled to Mark and calls him useful to me for ministry. Then Paul adds a sign of being older and feeling the chill of winter. So he says to Timothy, Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Then Paul adds one of the most discouraging things that can happen to us as we get older and have faithfully served Christ for many years to have someone with whom we have worked or labored or perhaps they have even supported us financially turn against us. Listen to what Paul says to Timothy. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. 
Paul is hurt by Alexander's actions. And so are we when people turn against us. But look what then happens. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul was the consummate encourager. What a great role model for us to be as men, finishing faithful, reconciling past hurts, encouraging people, and serving Jesus Christ with our last breath until we see him face to face. Thanks, Jim. You've been listening to Men Alive, a production of Go Teach Global. Our website is goteachglobal.com. For a printed copy of this program, send an email to Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, saying thanks for listening, and let's agree to finish strong, faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.